Welcome to the latest episode of Frameskip. This is your weekly super niche video game podcast between the baddest and nastiest hosts on the net. <laughs> Introducing first, George Cam Newton Loftus. It's me! That was a really good intro. That was very good. <laughs> Thank you. Were you so confident until you got self-conscious and giggled. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was like it's the nasty part that really got me the baddest and nastiest oh, man i loved it i loved it. <laughs> it it went well i i appreciate it see when i have a pre-written intro like i get i'm fine but like when i don't when i have to wing it and think about it off the top of my head i i'm it, it does not go well I, I think you're doing great thanks buddy i appreciate that how are you this week uh i'm good how are you i forgot your nickname the ham man the wet ham. The, the wet, yeah, I was the, say, the, sorry, the wet ham bandit himself. <laughs> the <laughs> wet ham bandit. I, I would I would call you Hamaconda, but that's someone else's nickname. People um, are gonna think there's like a really interesting backstory of me stealing like a wet ham or something but, like and that. And you know what? They don't need to know. They can just keep assuming. <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah, you know, when I was in college George. sorry, when I was in college, this girl I really liked uh found out my nickname was Bear. And uh, I really, I didn't want to tell her the real reason my nickname was Bear, so I told her it's because I hit a bear with my car. Because oh. I thought that was like a more normal re- more normal reason than the actual reason. She won't so be able to bear a, it. So here's, let me tell you a fun story real quick, because you're going to love this. I grew up in my dad's house, is in a super, super, super rural area. It's called Pine Creek. It's, it, there's a famous place called the Pine Creek Canyon I grew up in. And, uh, or I'm sorry, it's a PA Grand Canyon yes. to everyone else. Um, and it's in the middle of nowhere. Yes, Pine trees all around, right? So I was probably 19 or 20, and I can't remember which girlfriend I was with at the time, but we were in my room. We were just about to start getting nasty, right? So I was... <laughs> just like up. the intro. <laughs> Shut up. No, so listen, so listen. So I was like in my underwear, and I, we were home alone. My, my dad wasn't around, and like, Whenever there's a real, real man thing that's going on, like I, I usually need my father because he's a lot more of a man than I am. I'm just like the stupid, nerdy disappointment that he had. So Buddy. We're, <laughs> we're, in, we're in my room, right? And I hear my dog, who was a, was a big boxer at the time. Like, like, like my dog was like a super athletic boxer, like very aggressive guard dog. And I hear him like screaming in pain outside my, my house. Cause we had enough land. We could just let the dog run free. And I'm like, Oh, not on my watch, pal. So I'm like, the only thing that's going to beat my dog and like hurt it is he like another bigger, more aggressive dog or like a pack of like coyotes or a bear. And I was sure it, my, like, but the way my dog was sounding, it was a bear. So I get up off my bed in my underwear and pull my replica broadsword off my wall. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I run out my front door and across my yard holding the sword ready and full willing to lunge at, at what I thought was going to be a giant mama bear attacking my dog and kill it. I was going to fight this bear with a sword. It turns out it was just a portion of time. Shot my it is the least believable part of that story was that you were about to have sex. Like that, that was. Whoa! Hey, man. <laughs> sorry. Uh, did, hello, did, you, did, you take, did you take your broadsword off from above the fireplace? I'm sorry. Yeah. That's much cooler. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It was just. Excuse me. Nine one one. I'd uh, like to announce a murder. <laughs> 
Yeah, wow. I might. Also, just... it was just really funny phrasing the way you were like, "Yeah, when I'm about to do something really manly, I want my dad around." I'm like, but "You were just <laughs> saying that you were in your underwear." With like, all right, <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to use well, con- hey. context clues and assume a bear is coming up in this story. But so, like, like another, like here's here's one of the reasons I say that, right? Like, so here's the dumb stuff I do. One time I was outside doing something. I was probably like around the same age group, 18, 19 years old. And my dad's girlfriend runs out. She goes, Seth, I think your dad needs you. Like, like there's smoke pouring out of the basement. I think something's on fire. And we lived in a log cabin. So like a fire is a huge deal. (laughs) If a fire starts, it's over. (laughs) So I run in barefoot and in like gym shorts. And I run down and I'm like, dad, what's happening? And he's, he's like, like. He like started like a little smoke smoke fire. He already put it out, and I was like, "Oh, I was ready to like fight a fire with you." And he looks at me, and goes, "In your bare feet." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'll talk to you later, Dad." <laughs> just left. That's the kind of thing that happens between me and my dad all the time. No, like, he's just I, always disappointed in me. No, did I hear my Savage. dad's a car- my dad's a carpenter, and if you ask him, I can't do anything so i get it mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry yeah sorry first word uh, <laughs> yeah it was uh me, my, me and my dad have like he like he cares about me so much and he wants me to succeed so much and do well in life but everything i do is just like pansy nonsense to him <laughs> you know i told dad i was gonna get camaro um <laughs> in the spring and i was gonna get like i couldn't decide between the v6 or the v8 camaro and he was like v6 camaras don't exist and i'm like yeah they do dad look he goes he looks at me he goes no listen they don't exist (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm like oh god oh that's a great point too dad (laughs) (laughs) wow it's amazing from this point on you just agree with everything yeah and there's the ladies man himself elijah steel elijah how are you this week i'm doing pretty great feeling feeling real good Real I feel good. pretty good too. I just came back from the gym. I just worked you know, out before it, the podcast as well. Put some gains on. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. What are you? Uh, what are you lifting totally. these days? Like 36 pounds. <laughs> like we talked about in the podcast. I went from 34 to 36 lately. Well, big, man, gym, bumped it up gym. from a four year old to a four and a half year old. I'm getting shredded. That's what's up. I've only got like 47 and a half pounds left to lose before Christmas. So doing pretty good. Getting there. Getting there. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe in you. I believe <laughs> you believe that I believe I can do that, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, what have you been playing this week, Elijah? Um, so I beat Ninja Blade, which is that game I was talking about last week. I was on level two. I beat that. That game is ridiculous because at one point you use quick time events to stop a plane with your hands on a freeway. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's normal. Oh, also <laughs> even want- diesel. At one point, uh, also, this creature starts spitting out vehicles that he sucked in, ate, whatever. And at one point, you you use one of your swords to, like, lunge a spear at a motorcycle and grab it and start riding it from vehicle to vehicle as it's coming out of his mouth until you shoot it at its mouth as a tanker is coming out and it explodes and kills the creature. This is Ninja Blade. It's ridiculous. Oh. It wasn't bad. But the main game I want to talk about, uh, it just came out yesterday. It's called Ghost Runner. The best way to explain it is Mirror's Edge meets Super Hot. It's, you know, a lot of wall running, a lot. It's very parkourish, but you have a sword and you have to take out enemies. You die in one hit. So, like, the first mission, I died 66 times. 
Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, it's super fun. It's super hard. But it is so good. It's so fluid. The mechanics are so well put together. Is it is it a roguelike? Like, just by you explaining it, I got Miami. No. Uh, like, it, it, it is story-based, and, like, I'm on mission, I don't even know, probably, like, six right now or something like that. Okay. Um, It, it is story-based, and, you know, you keep going, like, you keep going as many times as you can until you get past an area. Like, I was stuck on an area for, like, an hour last night just trying to get through it. And then once you do, it feels so good because you feel like you didn't make a single mistake, even though you made a mistake the 60 deaths beforehand. Nice. The way you describe that is the way people talk about dark souls and demon souls. Did did, did it give you that kind of vibe? Like, was it similar in design or was it just, was was it like nailing the choreography to something perfectly? It it was, it felt like more like, yeah, it felt more like nailing the choreography because you have to do everything perfectly. In Dark Souls, you can make a mistake. You know, you can get hit. You can heal back up. In this, it's if you get hit, it's done. So sure. you have to nail it perfectly. So the, like you said, the best part, the best way to describe it is that like rhythm, just getting it hit for hit for hit. Awesome, man. Cool. It's super good, and I did not see that coming. Have you played anything else this week? Not really. That's about it. What okay. about Vampire Rain? Was that something you were talking about? I was going to, and then I found out Ghost Runner was coming out. Sure. And I'm like, oh, I completely forgot about this game. And then Friday, I'm getting Visage and uh, Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope. So that's going to take up my time for this weekend. Just in time for the spooky day. Exactly. That's great. All of the spooks. All right, George, what about you? What do you have you been playing this week, sir? Uh, I played two things. Uh, the restaurant yeah. I work at normally uh, decided to take a week off because everyone was burnt out. So I actually got to play video games. It's been a nice. lot of fun. Um, the two games that I spent most of my time with were Star Wars Squadrons and yeah. Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Yes! And yes. Uh, made both of us happy. Oh, that's great. That's that's the whole reason I joined the podcast. Um Star Wars Squadrons, I really like everything about it except playing it. I think it's kind of frustrating because I think it really wants to be a simulation, but it's not fun as a simulation. Interesting. Uh, And I would like that game a lot more if you could just (laughs) third-person view it, if you could just get outside. Like, I find it very claustrophobic to stay in the cockpit. Did you play it with VR now? Uh, not yet. I have a PSVR, but I have not been able to set it up just because I moved back to my very small <laughs> house uh, on an island off the coast of Maine, which is why get, I don't have internet at my house yet. You um, got to commit, man. You got to commit to the move. That's, that was me for the longest time. Well, it's it's tough just because uh, I have all <laughs> yeah that action fleet X-Wing that he's throwing across the screen. Love it. <laughs> um I just don't have the space because I have like all this crap wow. from my entire life. So like if when I was like living in San Francisco in my apartment there, I only had stuff I'd gotten over the last like four years. I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. is great. I can move things around and make stuff work. But having all my clutter from high school. Um, yeah, I got really frustrated with this one level where I was in a Y-Wing bomber and I had to bomb something. And I was able to bomb two targets really easily. And then I felt like I spent three entire payloads of bombs to blow up the third and final like antenna dish. And I was getting no feedback as to what I was doing or what I was doing wrong. And it was just really frustrating where it's like, 
I don't like games that are too handholdy, but this game had no real sort of explanation or any kind of hint system. Just like, let me know what I was doing right or wrong. And I found that extremely frustrating. That is the worst part of it. I want to like bump down the, part of me wants to bump down the difficulty to just like novice or whatever, like just make it super Mm -hmm. easy and just enjoy the story. But I really like trophies and I'm like this far into a normal playthrough. So I'm like, well, might as well try to finish it. Um, I uh, I did one mission so far. I've only played like three missions in the campaign. And the third one, I did my first one on ace difficulty. Uh, just know it is very, very nice with checkpoints. Okay. It is very nice with checkpoints. Yeah, and I I think once, like, I just need to understand what actually has to happen in the level, and then I could do it on a harder difficulty. It's just, like, Mm -hmm. sort of, like, perfecting and, like, plotting out your run or whatever you want to do. But I found that so frustrating, just getting, again, like, no feedback, that that was when I decided to pop in Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. And Attaboy! God, I've uh, played that game. I've started that game three times, and I've never made it more than, like, eight hours into it. And then something just clicked. I am cruising in this game. Absolutely oh, love yeah, it. Bud. It's got the lore of Skyrim with like the simplicity of Fable. Good grief! What a what a game that is. I agree. I agree, man. Good. And like the thing, the thing that is amusing about that game is it's there's so much good world building because R. H. Salvatore wrote it. Mm. I just I love. I can't speak highly enough about Kingdoms of Amalur. I love that game so much because. It's what it always said. It's what Fable Two should have been, and I think Fable went in the wrong direction. But Kings of Amalur took what I think did so well with Fable and expanded upon it and made like this giant open world. And it's so sad that that series got canceled because they spent way too much money on it. Well, let's talk about let's talk about something real. Fable Two kind of sucks. Like, I agree, one hundred percent. I think Fable One is great. I think if Fable One had some of the mechanics mm-hmm. from Fable Two, but not all the mechanics, because Good grief! That game was just burdened with too much crap in it. Yep. Um, well, the, the thing with Fable Two is that they made it not an RPG; they made it an action game. Well, it was, it was that, and it was just so easy to get distracted, which is like cool, but it's also like too easy to manipulate stuff in that game. Like you just sit there and do like the blacksmithing mini game, and you just like buy mm-hmm. a mansion immediately. It's like, well, this doesn't feel, you know, what I should I have think- done, but it's what I can do, and it's the easiest way to do it. So I'm gonna do it. Um, some of my problems were that the armor system disappeared. You could no longer wear armor, which yeah. I thought was very, very strange. Um, and they, the time jump in the story was way, way too massive. It was like 400 years or something like that between Fable 1 and 2 or 200 or something like that. And they didn't show anything that happened in between it. And it was really weird. I thought the story sucked. I just... And Fable 3 was even worse, to be honest. I didn't, even touch, bought, fa- I didn't even touch Fable 3. Um, the, was... the legendary weapons, you just bought at stores. And mm-hmm. there was only a 50% chance that in your save... So, like, in your save file, you were only able to get 50% of the legendary weapons. And it was a random chance if you got this 50% or this 50%. That sucks. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really, really bad. So, if there's one you want and it's not in your save file... You you're screwed. Well, especially because wow. it's like it's not like Pokemon where you can like at least trade and get Sandshrew. You know, like it's not it's yeah. not like that. That damn that sucks. Yeah. Um, man, Kingdoms of Amalur. Like there, I wish there was more in this game. Like I wish I could buy a house in the game. Um, you can. I know you can like rent properties or whatever, but like I want like the Hearthstone. Hearthstone? No, not Hearthstone. What's the Hearth expansion for? 
Skyrim where you could like customize your house and Hearthfire. Hearthfire. Okay. I, think, I, I think I think that's right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but man, I would like I, I want a little bit more. Um, I know. Yeah, I know you can like buy an area like if you do enough chores or whatever for the people in like canon or whatever mm-hmm. uh, you can get it. But man, that game is just super fun. And I like the story, the way it's developing. What's that like uh, that dark elf's name, like Alan Shear or whatever, where she like yeah. clearly knows you from a past life. And I get so frustrated every time I talk to her because there's no option where I can be like, uh, what do you mean you knew me before? Yeah, I exactly. I'm just in there like, why isn't this, shouldn't this be a little bit more urgent for my character? Because I'm dying to know. She's like, oh, it's good to see you again. You're like, what? Yeah. Kes <laughs> Kese. Um, <laughs> and so it's super fun. I wish that there was like a bit more combo. I'm playing as a rogue and mm, yeah. I'm getting more into it, I think, because of Dungeons and Dragons, where like before I'd ever played that game, I would just see plus one to stealth and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound significant. And now I'm like, man, if I had a plus one stealth modifier on like a dagger or something <laughs> in D&D, I could just wreck house. And now I'm yeah. like, OK, I get it now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But <clears throat> hey, what ham bandit? What, what are what are you playing? Uh, I continued my playthrough of Divinity Original Sin 2. And I'm still nice. loving that. I finally got past the first opening area, like finally. And let me tell you what, the difficulty in combat is ramping up quite significantly to the point where I'm like, oh dear, this is this is becoming quite a task. Oh um, dear. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I confuse. Is this the real-time one or the turn-based one? This is turn-based. Baldur's turn-based. Gate is real-time. Okay. Yeah. But like there's certain enemies you come across and they take like 50% of your health away with one shot. And you're like, Oh my God, (laughs) someone help because I have built my character completely wrong. (laughs) And um, I also ran into like a really weird glitch in the game where they, they supported the game with uh, what they call gift bags. And they're essentially like add-ons to the game um, that you can activate. They disable achievements and trophies and i activated the magic mirror one which lets you like pretty much redesign your character <clears throat> and it takes the, the points that you have and allows you to redistribute them or recustomize like the look of your character and when i did that um i gained 255 points for my character's like social skills and i'm like oh god and i don't so I was responsible and I didn't put them in, but I tested the fact that I could max out everything and like persuasion and thievery and whatnot. And I really could put them in if I wanted to, but that would just completely break the game. So I decided not to do that. Oh, that's really admirable, man. Yeah, I I think so too. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm only going to put one in per level. Like it's supposed to be, Uh, but, um, (laughs) hold on. Sorry. Something I forgot about kingdoms of Amalur as there is a persuasion thing there. And anytime yeah. I've always I always try to persuade because I think that's linked to a trophy. But anytime it's like ten percent or under, I've succeeded. And both times I've had a ninety five percent chance of persuading, I've failed. And I'm just like, of course. What the, like what the f- man? Isn't R and Jesus like amazing? R and Jesus is like incredible. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but that was just no. You're fine. Preposterous. Um, but then the other the other game I've been playing is uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Mm. Oh, because it was on Xbox Game Pass, and I've always wanted to play this game because I thought it would look sweet, it's like Street Fighter but Power Rangers. And I gotta say, it is awesome. It is truly, truly awesome. I heard it's very good. Yeah, it is awesome, dude. You get like the the comic book style cutscenes, and 
it's going through I, I haven't played the story very much I, I was just playing the opening when we started the podcast but it seems like it goes through the entire Shattered Grid storyline um, and by the way I don't know who the creative lead is that's overseeing like the Power Rangers comics but God bless them because they have done such an incredible job with the Mighty Morphing Power Rangers comic that, line that's a dynamite right no it's boom it's boom, boom. Okay. yeah yeah it's boom I, like like whoever just decided they're like screw it we're making power rangers for adults and they just made a shattered grid line dude i don't like i want to kiss them on the mouth because they are incredible like shattered grid have you read shattered grid george uh i have not i remember when i wanted to be a comic book writer when i was like 13 14 15 Mm -hmm. i was like you know what i'm gonna do man i'm gonna reboot power rangers and it's gonna be freaking awesome yeah and i was just like i'm probably the only person who's ever had that idea and turned yeah no lots of people have had that idea (laughs) and that dream i tried to get it at my comic shop in san francisco but man that stuff sold out so fast yeah it was like a big deal um but it's super cool it's super dark there's rangers just dying left and right and Mm. lord dragon like stabbing people it's awesome so there was there's Uh, more than five power rangers like i assume it's like the green lantern Corps, but so basically what the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic line does is it combines all the universes of Power Rangers. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. So like Lord Draken's like going around trying to be like the lone Power Ranger and like murdering all of them. He's like he's like traveling to different dimensions and like 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 trip icing Power Rangers. Oh, so it's like that movie The One, the Jet League. Yeah, movie. exactly. Oh, I exactly. love that movie. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, he's like taking all their power. So by the time it gets to like. I sound dumb bringing that up. This is great. No, I, I love, love, I love, I love that movie. I love it here. God. I'm all about Jet Lady. You guys want to do this every week? This is great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but so by the time he comes in contact with like the our, our five Power Rangers, he's like this godlike ranger. And they just he just smacks our guys down left and right. And it, it turns into a really cool series. Um Oh, also, they 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 uh in the in the comics, they solve the mystery of Jason, Trini, and Billy, Zach, no. Zach. Remember they they disappeared from the show, like randomly one episode and went to like a Swedish priest conference. It's the best plotline they could come up with. And then we got uh, the other three uh, Beta Rangers. Um, Wait, were those the ones in the movie? Because like it wasn't the yes. original actors, right? In the yeah, movie. it was in the ones in the movie, and then in halfway through season two and season three, and then in Zio as well. But they went off and they, they fixed that storyline. They went off and became Omega Rangers somewhere else. So they, they, they do God's work in the Money Warfare Power Rangers cool, comic cool. line. It's really, really good. I recommend it to everybody. It, you owe it to like your, your childhood self to read it. Yeah, so man, I started rewatching it because it's on Netflix. or it, it was on Netflix like at the beginning of the pandemic. I started rewatching that and VR Troopers. And man, I forgot about VR Troopers. Those man, shows are VR garbage. Troopers. But man, I really enjoy watching them. It's fun to go back in time to 1994. It's a blast. The the thing with Power Rangers is that I feel like Power Rangers wouldn't be so hard to watch if they compressed the storylines and cut out all the nonsense that made that was like crack to children. Yeah. If they compressed it and like made it watchable that so you could pay attention to storylines. Cause I think the few times they do that, for instance, um, the Green Ranger plotline when Tommy comes into the scene, mm-hmm. that those are like fantastic episodes to watch. There's a there's a straight up storyline. It's not just Monster of the Week right. type situation, 
and you can actually follow along. You can get invested in the characters and whatnot. But most of the time, it's just nonsense. I can't. Um, I can't decide if this is weird or great. But I remember watching the first episode, like as an adult, recently, and they all behave and act like it was the fiftieth episode. Like it's just oh, it, it yeah. just jumps you right into the middle of everyone's relationship, and there's like no. There's no, like, genesis, I guess, like, for, like, how they became Power Rangers and, like, how they all know each other, which, like, I don't really think you need. Like, I mean, the show right. the show yeah. kind of wears its intentions on its sleeve, and that's kind of, like, refreshing, but I'm also like, wow, like, I, five-year-old me really just jumped right into it. Um, <laughs> well, like, like I said, it's, like, crack for children. You get the noises, you get the bright flashing lights mm-hmm. and the action. Really, all you get is, like, a 30 to 45-second intro where Zordon's like, Raider Repulsa has escaped. Alpha 5, recruit five teenagers with attitude. And just teleports them into the... Like, none of them were, like, freaking out, like, scared. They were just like, oh, we're Power Rangers. That's sweet. Let's go fight. So, I want to ask you guys, what did you think of the movie that came out a couple years ago? I loved it. It was as good as Thank it possibly you. could have been. I, I it was liked, as good as I it possibly it could have been. Um, yeah. I really, really liked it. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one. I think the Power Rangers the suits look terrible, but that movie yeah. all day there was as good as it possibly could well, have been. Well, the suits is my same problem with like the Transformers movies, where like the like the early Michael Bay ones are just like, man, this like mech design just kind of sucks. Yeah, you know? And then like I agree, you can tell they sucked because like Bumblebee came out. I'm like, well, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> like, Bumblebee this is- was so good. <laughs> like this is what I wanted from you know. I still haven't seen Bumblebee. Oh, man, it's so- great. It started. Bumble- the first five minutes is just like Civil War on Cybertron, man. It's yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it's pretty sweet. It, it, it's like they made all the movies, and then they were going to make Bumblebee, and somebody stepped in. They're like, "No, here's what we're doing," and then just changed everything and made it actual Transformers. Yeah, plus but yeah, I've been uh, I've been wanting to uh, watch the Power Rangers movie again, just because I, I watch every once in a while. So I actually do like that movie quite a bit, and I'm really, really, really disappointed that sequel got canceled. Yeah. yeah. Because they were setting up the Green Ranger at the uh-huh. end. And of course, as you can see, I'm literally wearing the hat right now. The Green Ranger is my boy. Like, I love the Green Ranger so much. Is I never Green, watched. Is the Green Ranger the one who had a knife that was also a flute? Or was that the, that was the white And Ranger. a trumpet. And, a, and it was, it was the dragon dagger that is a, like he plays like a flute, but sounds like a trumpet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <dude>. I, <laughs> I never watched much of the original Power Rangers, honestly. Oh, I've you never, should start. I never had a chance when no, I was younger because when I started, it was like Lost Galaxy. Don't Lost don't Galaxy. don't don't interrupt him, man. He's got to watch Seinfeld first, and then he can watch Power Rangers. He's too ADHD for that. Hit him with the Power Power Rangers, <laughs> Lost Galaxy. That, that theme song pops. Honestly, all the, the Power Rangers theme songs are great, except for Mystic Force. I I had a hard. T- I kind of I I think I used the movie as an excuse to uh, sort of back out of the franchise. The first movie. Oh, I, I did too. I, I haven't watched any of the Power Rangers past Lost in, in Space. And then I, I watched uh, Dino Thunder, I think, because Tommy came back in it. And I, yeah, I started in Lost Galaxy, which was right after In Space. And then loved Lightspeed Rescue. And then I just fell off after Lightspeed Rescue. Pretty much any time I see the original cast come back in some way, shape, or form, I'll watch it. But that's, that's all I care about. And you would love that's comic cool. conventions in the middle of California then, because they're just always there. Just oh, like, I've always wanted to meet Jason David Frank, dude. It's a, it's a always it, every time I go, his line is like absurdly long. Chris met him. I, I really want to challenge him to a fight, to be honest. Yeah, you should do like wasn't it uh, was it Justin Bieber who challenged Tom Cruise to a fight? A fight? Like, 
Logan Paul who challenged Tom Cruise to a fight, something I like that. Forget, I forget who. Might it was. be both of them at different yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, but he, they don't, they don't realize like Tom Cruise is like a pretty legit. Yes, he yeah, is. like. But I'm saying like you're you're an influencer along the same lines as both those dudes. Like you can. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. You can you can, <laughs> you can throw hands with uh with the Red Ranger. Just, just like just Green, like we're Green always, Ranger, sir. <laughs> sorry. Just like we're always telling Seth, you know, you remind me a lot. Of Justin Bieber, um, yeah, you know, with, but, the, like, with, the, with the tattoos and the huge dong and the DUI, yeah, you're basically just a, Justin Bieber's clone. Yeah, don't have any of those things, including <laughs> the big dong. <laughs> um, but Jason David Frank's like one of the reasons I'm a martial artist today, and he's getting older. And before he's too old to do it, I want to be like, listen, you're a black belt. I'm a black belt. Like this is what we do. Strap <laughs> up. See, that's a, that's a better way of doing it than walking up to him and just saying, "I want to fight you." <laughs> You're a black belt. I'm a black belt. Like, strap up. You know, like, I want a straight strap up. It's better to challenge him to a fight than just tell him you want to fight him. <laughs> I feel like that would go so much worse. Like, I'll wait in this convention line for two hours with my White Ranger doll that I've had since I was three years old, and I'll have him sign it, and then I'll be like, listen, strap up. While you're yeah, here. I had a whole lasagna last night. I'm carved up. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go. Let's, I'm hopped up on Mountain Dew, man. Let's, let's, like, let's throw hands, man. I've been waiting <laughs> 25 years for this. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that's that that is 100% what I I hope to happen before I die. You know what? I really hope that happens too. Um, I didn't know Lord, I wanted that. Lord, I think we make this happen. I think like, yeah. yeah. Like someone tried to kill him at a convention. Not that long ago, like a couple years ago, and I was like, if Jason David Frank died at that convention, I would never have gotten to fight him. Well, it's like Don, as, as it's, if it's actually going to happen. That, that was my first I thought. Mean, I was like, oh, I'm I glad mean, he's alive because now I can fight him someday in the future. In all fairness, at PAX, you did lose in the bouncy fight. No, I didn't lose, man. We watched this recently. I had the decision win at the end, like for sure, and he screwed me. I got screwed in the bouncy castle boxing fight. This is a deep cut. George doesn't understand. But there's a George was camera. there that, that year. Was even. That, that was at that pack. That's, that's when we first met. <laughs> I took you guys to Jimmy John's by my office. Yes. <laughs> so did you watch? Did you watch the boxing fight? I got screwed no, in. No, absolutely not. Yet. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got absolutely screwed in that fight, and you know it, Elijah. You know it. Oh, I know it. I can't help but bring it up. That's the packs I learned what Uptown Funk was. And then we listened to it like 15 times on the way home. I love that song, dude. <laughs> Listen. Locked out, of, Locked out of Heaven is better. Just so we're when, clear. When, in, in, listen. In 2017, when my girlfriend broke up with me, right? <laughs> I was working at Flying J. My life was miserable. I hated my life. I was like so depressed. And I was like, you know what? This is such an embarrassing, horrible story. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm choosing to be happy, and I'm going to be happy no matter what. <laughs> so I would listen, like, on my way to, like, work, like, to clean up bathrooms of truckers. Like, I was, like, so miserable. I would throw on, like, uh, Happy by Pharrell Williams and Uptown Funk. <laughs> and I would, like, listen to him in my car and sing along, like, trying to force myself to be happy. Uh I'd be... I'd be driving along, I'd be like, I'm happy! <laughs> Uptown Funk is one of the songs I did for the exact same reason. I was just like, 
I want to be happy today and put on Uptown Funk. And be like, I can sing along and be merry. Listen, dude, when you have to like <laughs> go to work and clean up trucker body fluids, like there's no, <laughs> there's no thing that can offset that. You poor bastards! I want to hug. Oh. Bo- I want to hug both of you so bad. <laughs> right oh, don't now. worry. I'm like, I'm like, fine not, I just want to like Robin Williams and Goodwill. I just want to like, it's not your fault, Seth. <laughs> like, it's not oh, yeah, your fault, was, Elijah. <laughs> that was that was a rough time period of my life. <laughs> I was not doing well. That's still in my main playlist. I could, I can't listen to it anymore. I got sick of it. All right, let's jump into some news. How about that? Let's change the subject, huh? <laughs> Elijah, how about you talk, tell me about Watch bo- Dogs? Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs, yeah. Um, so this is from Martin Robinson. This is a fun one. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion, the third in Ubisoft's op- urban open world series, has a game-breaking bug at launch on Xbox One X that can make progress in its campaign impossible. Fun fact not mentioned in here. Oh yeah, it's mentioned later. Xbox One X is the platform recommended for reviewers from Ubisoft. The issue appears to be triggered around 68 hours into the main campaign during a mission called 404. That's not great. Uh, That's not it's not a great look, my guys. <laughs> the reviewer reported the game freezes at a certain point, and the Xbox console warns it is about to shut down as it's designed to because of overheating, which it duly does. It's an, an issue we've anecdotally heard has happened to multiple reviewers of the game on Xbox One X. Um So wait, are we sure this isn't like meta? Because that's hilarious if it's meta. If Other it's... platforms appear unaffected by the specific issue. Okay. Um, <laughs> Xbox says they're aware of the issue and they will have a hot fix due to be released on October 30th, which is release day. So here's my question. Is the game forcing... Like, the game is seizing up. Is it actually heating See, up the Xbox? What, what I it... got out of it was it's making the Xbox <laughs> think it heated up and okay. is shutting it off. Okay. I just think it's hysterical. It's during the mission 404. Yeah, but if it's meta, like if it's like Eternal Darkness style, like messing with you, like <laughs> like that's dope. But, it's, awesome. but it sounds like it's just like a little like a little too yeah. far. Um, yeah. it, if it were on every console, I'd be like, that is awesome. But it's just on the Xbox One X, which yes. I find is even more hysterical that that's the console they want people to review it on. Yeah, suck it. Kojima, like, no one cares about Psycho Mantis anymore. We got 404s up in here. But no, it's just it's just poorly optimized for the platform. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It, it, it's, a, it's a horrible look for people trying to get reviews out. This is going to stick in people's minds. Like, this game is messed up on release. Well, it's that. And uh, was it? Uh, I saw IGN's review came out, gave it a pretty good score. I can't remember the score, but they were fond of it. But even that was reviewed on PC. Um, <laughs> because they couldn't review it on Xbox. Uh, I just think that's horrible. I hope it is fixed for everyone who, you know, buys it on Xbox One X. Otherwise, a lot of people are going to get 404'd by Ubisoft. Yeah. Well, I feel- uh, you know what? Like, what the Watch Dogs thing just, like, is hilarious to me because none of these games have really hit. I heard Watch Dogs 2 is great. Watch Dogs sales 2 is numbers, fantastic. Watch but Dogs sales numbers great. are terrible. Yeah. But, Elijah, do you remember the PAX, like, that Watch Dogs was originally at. Oh, yeah. Because I remember, and, like, you, you mean, there, was it Cameron? We're in line to go in and watch it. There is video of us standing in line to go in and watch Watch Dogs. So at this point, like, the Watch Dogs was like a dumpster fire. Their marketing was terrible. Like, like something was, like, I can't even remember what was wrong. People were hating this game. But I remember just looking over at the Watch Dogs booth 
and all their screens were off and their employees were sitting on the stage eating hoagies. And I was like, yep. Oh my God. <laughs> They've what? given up. And here well, we are. Wasn't there 20- another year also at Ubisoft? Was it for the crew for that? Uh, was it you or a couple other people told me they kept trying to play the crew, but the game kept freezing and breaking the demo. I, do, I think I do remember that, that, that a little bit. Yeah. I remember being told about that by someone. Oh, there's like a whole bunch of like funny packs towards the demos because Pedro was playing your friend. Android was there, yeah, your friend, Pedro. Yeah. My hey. friend Pedro. Uh, Pedro was playing. What's that? The, 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 the cyborg game on PS4. Uh, Android cyborg game near assault Android cactus. Nope. The ghost runner. Uh, nope. Cyberpunk. The story, Shadow the story one. The exclusive. The st- uh... Oh, uh, too human. Uh, too human. Um, <laughs> yeah, too human, buddy. <laughs> uh, no, God, what is it? Uh, Detroit become human. Detroit become oh, human. Oh, that one. Okay. Wow, that Android, was not cyborg. <sighs> yeah, I'm not that dumb for saying too human. I, I just needed a second to get there. Um, so Pedro was playing through the opening level of that at PAX last time we went, and he broke the game. Right? He broke the game and like got stuck in the wall or the floor or something, and the Sony rep comes over so aggressive like like so so intimidatingly aggressive to pedro and me and goes what did you do <laughs> and pedro's like i was just playing man i don't know what happened and i think he actually asked us to leave like he, like, <laughs> he was like super aggressive dude You're like done messed up aa ron <laughs> like, like we had broke some policy by making his game bug out and giving them bad press like like I wasn't sure that Shuhei Yoshida wasn't going to pop up and try to ice us, man. Like They were super, super rude and aggressive when Pedro broke that yeah, game. Yeah, that's how people get disappeared. You got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. It was rough. What were we talking about? Uh, oh. Well, I was going to say, it's just, I feel bad. Like, I know there's a lot of stuff going on at Ubisoft. and Understatement. Yeah, and like that stuff's horrible, but I feel like they just always get the most flack for like out of companies like just for either bugs that become like memefied almost or Mm -hmm. just like performance issues when it's like every developer kind of goes through this and like you can tell a game isn't as ambitious as it could be because like they don't even try to do the stuff that would cause like a bug like uh assassin creed unity like uh you know, about how, like, the face not rendering, but, like, the internal anatomy rendering or whatever. Oh, and yeah. Was, awesome. And that was, that's probably one of my top ten favorite bugs of all time. Yeah, but it's just, terrifying. I feel like they always get the short end of the stick when it comes to this. It's like, no, we actually tried to do something really crazy cool, and uh, one line of code was messed up, and so, like, occasionally it'll mess up for some people. But all anyone hears is, game-breaking bug all around, this game sucks. Um, well, see, like, the thing is, though, is I think the reason it gets memefied so much is because... It's happened so much and Ubisoft puts out so many games and people just, are, I think, are generally sick of the Ubisoft formula, which is like open world, massive open world. Checklist. Go to the, yeah. go to the tower, yeah. release, open more of the map. Like, and they're all, they all kind of play the same. That's where I'm at anyway. Like That I, like, said, Ubisoft is like my favorite third party publisher. <laughs> like I like, I, I will grab every Assassin's Creed. I'll grab every Far Cry. Um, I miss them doing like Ubi art stuff. Uh, cause like, I like Valiant. I liked, um, I love Rayman. Like I thought that was great. Um, I would like to see them put out one big fall game a year. 
Yeah, that's fair. Put it in Assassin's Creed out once every three years, Watch Dog once every three years, and Far Cry every once every three years. I well, just ew, that's interesting. Much. What if they did it like the way uh, like Activision is on like a three year cycle with uh, like Call of Duty? How it's like a different yeah, I think that would be developer, great. But it's like every three years we got one Far Cry game every three. Yeah, man, that's I've, dope. I'm <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, I think that'd be yeah, great. Because cool. like the the thing is, is that. We just get so many of them, man. Like we get so so many. I loved Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I really did. Yeah. I put a lot of time into that game. I thought it was a, a brilliant reboot. Or I guess, I guess Origins was technically the reboot, but I thought Odyssey improved on Origins a massive amount, and it felt like a real cool RPG. And now Valhalla's coming out, and I'm like, man, I just feel like I just beat Odyssey, and I just put all that time in Odyssey. It's just a little too soon for me. No, I hear you. Plus, I'm I'm like like. A decade later, I'm still mad about Assassin's Creed 3. I haven't gotten over that. So. <laughs> uh, I wanted to like that game so bad. I still haven't touched it. Like I bought, not a bad I, I've rebought every Assassin's Creed game on PS4 because I platinumed Origins, absolutely loved it, and I 100%ed mm-hmm. Odyssey, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to platinum every Assassin's Creed game. That's and then I went a, back to PS3, platinum. and I platinumed AC2, and I'm like, I'm good for right now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this was a terrible idea. Assassin's Creed 2 is just like that song everyone liked that one year. And then you like you listen to it again. You're like, wow, this is really. Uh, <laughs> this, is re- this is really 2012. Huh? Yeah, this, is, this, this is certainly 2009, isn't it? Um, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, it's fine. It's just like. I don't know, man. I was really, really into the modern story they were doing with Assassin's Creed. I really loved it. And they were building up to something really cool. And then they and they ruined it at the end of three when the ice Desmond. I, I think they, the modern stuff is oh. the worst part of Assassin's Like just make a game that takes place in in like the, the Crusades. Like that's so much cooler than like, oh, you're revisiting a memory of an ancestor through your day. It's like, no, I don't need that. I just give me the cool put me in a cool place with cool stabby things and people worth stabbing that's all i need like that's all the context oh i need i just i disagree with you so much about that desmond is worthless yeah the only good hey. the only good desmond in the last 15 years was on lost like that's that's the truth i disagree with you so much I, like, I, I loved i loved the modern day story and then they killed desmond and they uh, hey think about this the games have never been as good they've never made the same pop since then never it's, Un- it's never been as big. Unbelievable. It's the truth. And you know it. You know it's the truth. We all know it's the truth. Black Flag came out and everyone bought it. And everyone was like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. And then it fell off a cliff. Black Flag was amazing. After that, it just. You're right. Yeah. See? Uh, okay. and w- once, once they crunched the modern day story and Watch Dogs, which was so obviously supposed to be a modern day Assassin's Creed. Which they're um, finally tying together with the new Watch Dogs. Are they really? Yeah. There's an uh, the DL- one DLC is bringing in like straight up assassin into the story. That's part of oh, nice the Templar. I can't remember. It's been so long since I played. Yeah, it's the Templars. I'm glad they're finally admitting it because like that Watch Dogs one was so obviously supposed to be Assassin's Creed Four. Oh yeah, like, it was so so clear. Um, but sorry, right, we got here talking about Elijah's really funny news story about the game breaking bug. But uh, Seth, I think your news story might somehow be funnier. Um, oh yeah cyberpunk 2077 getting delayed another month man oh dude like it wasn't it's like it's not funny you know but it's like it's it's kind of funny because a day earlier they had put that tweet out to that guy that's why it's it's funny that's why it's (laughs) austin i'm sorry 
I'm so sorry, man. We're we're at uh, where are we in the in the cast? Forty three minutes. Which is so fucking ridiculous. Good <laughs> good grief. They uh, uh, apparently didn't tell anyone. Like only upper management knew they were delaying it. They didn't tell anyone. In the year of 2020, what everything that has happened this year, your PR people should be the first people that should know about this stuff. They could have just ignored the tweet. If they could have ignored the tweet, and it would have been oh so much less backlash. But that tweet went viral so fast, oh, yeah. man. That when people started seeing that and retweeting it, it was over. And like, I think they got a little too comfortable because they delayed The Witcher Three, and they put out that really like brutally honest message. And everyone was like, "Oh, that's so sweet!" Like, like CD Projekt, like you guys are so nice. Like, it's okay, don't worry. And then they did it like three times for Cyberpunk, and everyone's yeah. like. Uh, well, you kind of you kind of keep doing this, don't you? All right. So for the for the record, uh, at Posh Penguino uh, tweeted that Cyberpunk game. Hi, before I book the nineteenth off work tomorrow, can I have full confirmation the game is going to come out that day? No take backsies. Hashtag burnt before. Hashtag can't wait. Hashtag Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Hashtag Cyberpunk. And then Cyberpunk game replies full confirmation exclamation point. <laughs> And then oh. fast forward to the next day. Yeah, the next day it's announced that it's de- like delayed, and then <laughs> Cyberpunk just tweets at them like, "Well, f- sad face after it's been announced." Good God, oh, it's so good. And this is like the nineteenth time this has happened, where they're like, "It's happening. This is the day. It's coming it's out this day." It's officially happening. Also, I don't yeah, it's rough, dude. It is rough. Yeah, I don't care that it's delayed. I care that they said that it was absolutely not delayed. This guy probably got the yeah. day off work and then it was delayed. Like that, like that's the story. I don't care that the game's delayed. You guys are losing. No, I, you, you guys are losing interest on Cyberpunk, right? I feel like I I'm am, the, yeah. I feel like I'm the reason the game got delayed because I was literally saying to someone, "Huh, I think I'm going to cancel my Cyberpunk pre-order because I have too much stuff I'm playing right at that time." Then 15 minutes later, it gets announced that the game's delayed to the 10th. I'm like, oh, I'll actually play Cyberpunk around that time. So, so I, I like think there's, I Butter, think there's like butterfly a butterfly effect. Yeah, I think there's a really interesting phenomenon that I don't think happens in many other forms of media, which is like a, something gets overexposed before it comes out with games. So like, for instance, Final Fantasy VII Remake was one of my most anticipated games of all time. Like I, I it probably was my most anticipated game of all time. They had shown so much of that game off and had talked about it so much that by the time the game came out, I didn't even play it for the first two weeks it came out. I was like, I, I don't really care right now. And then I finally forced myself to sit down and play it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty sweet. But I think I would have enjoyed that game a lot more had they maybe shut up a little bit before it came out. And I feel the same way about Cyberpunk. They had released that gameplay of like the opening mission or whatever it was so long ago. dude. It was like two and a half years ago they showed that off. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. that game was announced when I was in college. <laughs> like, yeah. It was announced in 2012. Yeah, at that E3, like, damn, man. Here's my thing. Like, Cyberpunk looks awesome, and I love everything I've seen, but I'm so tired of hearing about it at this point. And my buddy, my best friend Watson, is, like, super excited about it, and he keeps talking about it. I'm like, Watson, you need to stop looking into this because you are going to get sick of the game before it even comes out. And it's going to happen, like, I think it happens to almost anybody. I think it's it, it's a giant thing that happens with a lot of games, and it's the reason a lot of these games that have super long production cycles fail so often is because it's just. And we haven't even gotten to the story, by the way. I think the the fact that it got delayed this soon is horrifying. 
like there's something wrong with this game. The game has it gone w- gold. It already went gold, and they found something wrong that w- would have required three extra weeks of work. Well, there's that, something seriously wrong. And like they're already taking a beating with like the perception about like them saying we're never gonna force uh, crunch on our devs, mm-hmm. and like man, they have been, you know. And so it's just like, all right, so you guys force crunch, still didn't get stuff done, and so like, are they good working conditions if you're only delaying it three weeks? It's got to be crunch. Yeah, I mean, if, I, if you're gonna get know. stuff done in three weeks, it has to be crunch, right? Like. I, I like I, I don't agree with the the backlash against CD Projekt for the crunch. That's just my personal opinion. I, I think it's a little ridiculous. No, I think but, I think if you have a choice between working overtime or not, like just offering like, oh no, we're actually going to do like extended overtime. So if you hit certain goals or whatever, I'm like, yeah, that's great. But like I've worked at advertising agencies where like I didn't get to go home until three o'clock in the morning. You know why? Because she wasn't I, done. You know, and it's just like, mm-hmm. well, that's that's the job. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also. I, my personal opinion is that Jason Schreier exaggerated his story quite a bit because there is a story in January where they said it's going to require crunch. Like we're going to have to have crunch. So they, they'd already said that they already mm-hmm. talked about it. Um, but I've never worked at a job. that didn't require crunch. We're yep. crunching right now at work because our machine's down. And it's just, it's like, sometimes you just have to work a little extra to get to meet certain things. And I think mm-hmm. that in like, does it, it does it suck yeah but unless you're your, until you're your own boss i think like sometimes you just gotta eat the crap that's delivered to you on well a plate it's that and... it's also like dude your name's gonna be on this don't you want this to be awesome like don't you want this yep. to be like the next thing everyone chases like you have a chance to like with red dead redemption 2 like i understand that that was like probably not the best working conditions but like i feel like in a creative field especially like no man like are you happy with the way that tree looks no then well, you're probably going to stay late until you're happy. Like, I feel like yeah. that's just sort of wired into the chemistry of creative people. And yeah, so, I agree. Obviously, like, they would much rather, like, oh, yeah, if we could build this game in four years, you know, and, like, work eight-hour days, seven-hour days, and see more time with my family. It's like, yeah, that's great, but it's also, like, I don't know, this studio has however many people with, like, a pretty competitive salaries, and it's just, like, can we afford to pay them? 80 to $120,000 a year for four years mm-hmm. before we make a cent back. Like that's, that's just sort of like the nature of the the industry, I guess. It's just like, no, nah, man, like we only make money when we put a game out. So we got to put a game right. out like two years, yep. like do as much as you can in the least amount of time possible. And like, we'll over like we'll pay you time and a half for some of that. But like the rest of the time, like we, we, we just got to do as much as we can. And like, if you're really an artist, this obviously isn't for every artist, but like, man, I hate my writing. So I spend a lot of time writing a lot more, <laughs> you know, like right. yep. I've never, sense. I've always underbilled when I'm freelancing. Cause I'm like, okay, uh, they're allowing me eight hours to work on this project. I'll work 12 hours just cause I'm like, no, I want like the best possible lines to go in. Cause I want them to think I'm a good writer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, So I did web design for a little bit in 2018. I think it was, I was making websites for uh, comic book stores. That's sweet. And I learned very, very fast how much of a mistake I had made. And I like, cause my dad had always, my dad used to make his, run his own company. And he was like, thing is, is that people are never happy and people never want to pay you. And I was like, okay, well that makes sense. Like, like why he stopped doing construction work, but I did web design and I was building websites for these comic, these comic book companies, but I had screwed up horribly because my business model was that I was going to offer lifetime um support lifetime updates and support and i was not charging them hardly anything after the initial website was built so i think i charged like 300 bucks 
for the website to be built, and that was it. And then there was just the domain um, registry that they were they were paying, and that was it. Uh, I was like, oh, this sucks. So I stopped doing that. Yeah, that's fair. But um, the same thing as you. I've always underbuilt because I didn't think I was good at it. Uh, and this ties back into CD Projekt Red because they're offering 10% back in profits to their people. Are they? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, that's so awesome. When um, they get their money, I don't know when it comes back. I don't know if it's a continuous flow or if it's like a giant chunk at the end of the quarter or whatever, but whatever sales they make, they give 10% back to their employees, which I think yeah. is like, so like by not buying Cyberpunk, then you're just actively hurting the employees. So if you're like, you protest by not buying Cyberpunk, it's kind of like, well, these people are already working anyway. Yeah. You're not going to stop it. You're just taking money from them. So there's really not a whole lot you can do other than if you're not interested, don't buy it to begin with. But Yeah, that's what, like the, the, what's the Harry Potter game that's coming out soon? Um, what's it called? Has it gotten an official name? Yeah. I can't remember, but it looks good. Yeah, it does. But like, man, Ho- Hogwarts awesome. Legacy or something like that. Yeah. It looks awesome, dude. It, it looks like way it, cooler it than It does, good. but man, I'm not buying a new copy of that game. Like... I don't want J- just, J.K. Rowling. Like I, I just don't like her as a person anymore. Um, that's fair, yeah. It, so like, that's so that's so hard, man. Be, yeah, but it's ah. like uh, so. I'm screwing over the developers, but I'm kind of screwing over J.K. Rowling. But who am I screwing over more? Should I just buy a used copy? Yeah. If I buy a used copy from my local store, that really helps my store. So I'm like, you know, doing all these little math equations, trying to figure mm-hmm. out like, okay, how do I help the most amount of people without helping this one person who's kind of a um, J.K. Rowling is like so rich that it's not gonna matter if people don't buy this game. Yeah, but it's, it's everyone saying it's everyone saying that that's just like, oh well, she, she's so rich already. What difference does it make? I'm like, no, that's how people get richer. <laughs> like, come on. I, mean, I get that, but like, if like, there's a very real risk that these developers and these poor guys who finally got a big game go out go completely under because of this. this yeah, it's complicated. Project. This is the company that made Disney Infinity. They don't have much going on. That's, got, a, that's a pretty much like it. I got, the, I got the platinum in Disney Infinity. I like Disney Infinity. That was good. It was fun. Um, I don't know. I like. I'm 100 buying Harry Potter's because I'm selfish. <laughs> I, 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 I'm like that's the thing. I don't care no, what's, I, what's going I on behind the like, scenes. Like I've... I want to play the game, and I'm gonna buy it. I, I, and like I do when this this coronavirus thing happened, and I like everyone was so stressed out, and like it felt like. God, you just could not enjoy anything anywhere sure. because everything was shut down and everyone was like like freaking out online. I took my circle that I of things I care about and I just shrunk them right around me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, here's the, the things I care about. Here's I'm just going to do things that I enjoy and I, I can't worry about everything. That's and that's kind of where I'm at now. And it's just like, I don't disagree with anybody else. If you don't want to buy Harry Potter, don't buy it. You know, if you don't, no, and I'm, and I'm a hypocrite because like I bought Harry Potter Lego sets in the past like two years. I'm like, oh, does she like get any kickback from that? You yeah. think I have to if, assume if, yeah. if it is from what I understand, if something is Harry Potter, she gets part of it. So you don't think like maybe Lego licenses the Harry Potter name from her? No, no, they, they do. That's they how they're do. able, that's that's how how she able gets to get the money. That's how they're able right. to produce Lego Harry Potter stuff. But that's also like she gets a licensing fee. Oh, she yeah. gets like the profits. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but last I, I, story. But, I, but hold on. But I've gotten like oh, the Great Hall on. for Harry Potter. I've gotten the uh, Clock Tower, the Astronomy yeah. Tower, and like the Whomping Willow Gate. And they here's all... what I will... here's what I really want to know: How'd you move them? Uh, I built them at my sister's restaurant because we're not doing indoor dining, and so they just have like these huge grand tables. 
and man, they're just such cool. Like they all connect to build like one giant castle. Yeah, I've seen it. it looks really it looks really cool. So you built them after you moved from San Francisco? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you just recently built these? Yeah. Oh, I built these last week. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. wow! Congratulations. Yeah, Those no, are like awesome builds. No, we, well, like I said, we took a week off at the restaurant, but like I was still hanging out here just because of internet and stuff. And man, yeah, I just built that in downtime during the day. It was great. Hmm. All right, George. Wrap us up with the last story of the week, bud. All right, yeah, I got one last story and then a little game we're going to play very quickly. Uh, but the last story of the week, this comes from the PlayStation blog. And this is by John Murphy, who is a gameplay designer at Young Horses. Uh, surprise! We here at Young Horses are very stoked to announce that Bug Snacks, our colorful game with half-bug, half-snack creatures, will be available at launch on PlayStation 5 to PlayStation Plus subscribers at no extra cost until January 4th, 2021. And then there's a big old essay that he writes too, but I'm not going to read that because the news story is just about the game coming to PS Plus. Congratulations, Elijah. You have your first PlayStation 5 game. How does it feel? Uh, I actually was going to buy Bug Snacks, so this is wonderful. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you explain to me why everyone gives so many about bug snacks because i don't get it i was it. gonna ask i, <laughs> I was just, gonna ask too i just I actually I feel like the entire internet is in on a joke that they so, forgot to invite me to i agree i agree i originally didn't care about this game at all until i watched gameplay of it from giant bomb mm-hmm. i'm like oh this actually looks like it could be kind of fun because a uh, big fart big part of it is like trapping the bugs and like it, it's almost like a puzzle game in a way like, ah, seems kind of cool. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Also, there is an ulterior mystery. Do when people eat these bug snacks and get their arms all strawberryfied and everything. <laughs> yeah. Do they ever change back? We don't know the answer to that. In fact, Giant Bomb asked the designers that question. And the designer said, I'm sorry, we can't answer that right now. Also, okay. So um, what is happening? Are they literally just going to slowly turn into these eat- eateries that they just walk around on like a peg leg made out of an ice cream cone for the rest of their life? Or a hoagie. Also, God, when if you can eat something, then you have a digestive tract. And if you have a digestive tract, that means you have a poop tract. Do they just poop out? Poop out little snacks? Bigger questions. Yeah. What? I guess we'll have to find out. Well, it's like when you eat something, you don't eat 100% of something. You, you poop stuff out, you know? So it's just like, are those are those little poops? Are those little... Do they, do they come out with a... Uh, it's the heart of the creature you with, just with, with, with bug eyes? Yeah, like... I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Um, gun to your head. Would you rather have what? bug snacks or... Um, Oh, damn it. What's that name of that game? What was the game that came out on PS4 at launch? The Resogun? Yeah. Resogun, hands down. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's the thing. I would rather have, like, a Resogun. Like, like I want yeah. something. In... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, uh, since I'm not buying Bug Snacks now, I'm buying the Pathless when the PS5 comes out. Okay. That What's game that about? looks awesome. Uh, I don't know the main, like, the whole story scenario. But the gameplay looks very okay, kind of like that Ghost Runner game. It looks the gameplay looks very fluid, and you're using a bow and arrow and hunting these creatures and running around, and it just looks really neat. I love the art style. Cool. Okay. 
Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get this. I was probably going to buy it when it was on sale anyway, like down the road. Uh, so I'm excited to get it. I don't know if this is like the showcase piece, the way that Reza Gun was for the launch of a system. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I don't have to pay for it because I already got PS Plus. Um, yeah. And did you see they added uh, some more games to that PS Plus collection? I did not, no. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Sweet. Uh, Royal Edition, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three Zombie Chronicles, which is the zombie mode and multiplayer. Awesome. And uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Oh, that's rad. And are these yeah. games? Are these stream games? Or are these download to your system? These games? are. I'm going to guess download to your system games. That's rad. Yeah. So I'm, what do you I'm guys? What do you guys think? Like the um, like the Rezo Gun is for the PS5. My like guess, sm- small little sleeper hit. Well, no, like 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 the big hit that people are going to be playing, the one that like defines the launch of the system. I honestly don't think it's any of the first party games. Like I, I think, yeah, the closest one that I think it could be, but probably won't be, is like Sackboy, like the adventure game. Like if Sony just puts out like a killer 3D platformer, mm-hmm. I think that would be really sick. Yeah, I don't I expect it to be like Mario 3D World quality. Um, but no, man, I expect I- it to be better. Hey-o. Oh, oh! We got a comedian over here. <laughs> um, yeah, like I don't know if it's gonna be Demon Souls, like because Demon Souls, I assume, is just gonna be like a gussied up version of the last Demon Souls. Yeah, um, yes, and then Spider Man Miles Morales, I think, is gonna be sick, but I think it's also gonna be like okay, but this is it's just gonna be you it's know, a known the, quantity. Yeah, it's just infamous First Light of Second Son, and like I think yeah. First Light was better than Second Son, but it was still Agreed. you know. I haven't played first like Second Son disgusted me so much. Yeah, that's fair. God, Infamous Two is so good. Um, it is. <laughs> God, Second Son is so much better than the other Infamous games. But that's a story for another day. I'm gonna. God, you're gonna be calling me Akon because I'm gonna be smacking that all over the floor. Like, listen to that today. <laughs> that's on my playlist. Well, then you're prepared. <laughs> oh, God. We do need to do... I, I texted a group about doing, like, a Festivus episode where we just air our grievances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I really do want, like, a hot take special. Or it's it's all going to be from Elijah. Yeah. No. Dude, we all got... Like, I don't think Breath of the Wild is a good game. That's not a hot take when most of the podcast <laughs> agrees with it. Yeah, but yeah, Austin is going to throw down to defend that. I will throw down to defend Bioshock, and I know that's one of his hot takes. I will throw a punch over that game. All right. Well, I think we got to get all this tension out. Like, I think we got to ec- exercise our demons with an like O, it. not exer- like not like running, like not exercising, but like exorcising. All right. I like the idea of just having a foot race with my demon. Yeah, I want him to like wear like a it's headband. It's going to win. Like a sweatband. Yeah, just like gather all the sweat. All right. Uh, I think that concludes the normal podcast, but I got a game for you guys that... Um, I'll be honest, I host trivia every Saturday, and I want to try this out with you guys. Just to okay, see how it All right, so I found an article on Games Radar from November 13th, 2014, by Samuel James Riley, and it is Video Games Explained Really Badly. So I want to explain these games as written by, uh, as by Samuel James Riley and see who can get it the fastest. Okay. All right. Ready. These are all, ready. These are all games that I know you've heard of. I didn't try to pick any obscure BS that only Elijah has played. Okay. <laughs> and if you need hints, I'll be willing to tell you which platform it first came out on and all that, but whatever. Uh, okay. Let's see. Game one. 
A convicted killer takes a young girl on a hugely dangerous hike. The Last of Us. The Last of Us, yeah. No. No, it's not. Did killer. Debuted on PS3 and Xbox 360 generation. Multi-platform. A convicted killer takes a young girl on a hugely dangerous hike. Amy? I would never reference Amy. You should. Just, <laughs> I've only been on three, four episodes. You should know by now. I would never talk about that game. A convicted killer takes a young girl on a dangerous hike. All right. Three, two, one. Nope. Telltale's The Walking Dead. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. All right, game two. A star athlete pursues his abusive father through time. We've talked about this uh, game so many times. This is so hard, George. This is like is the hardest really, thing I've ever done in my life. Is this really hard? A star athlete pursues his abusive father through time. His father is a genocidal whale beast. Oh, Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Gymnastic 50-something dons black spandex outfit chokes men. Ninja Gaiden? Close. Still stealthy. Black Panther the King. Metal Gear Solid? No. We were talking about their publisher earlier and all their glitchy games. But which one? Three. Black outfit. Two. One. Assassin's Creed. Splinter Cell. Yeah. Oh God! Ah! <laughs> Grizzled killer escorts vulnerable girl through disorderly garden center. I want to see the Last of Us. Yeah, but it is. I, it is okay. <laughs> no, I'm on edge. No, I don't want to see the Last of Us. <laughs> uh, it's a trick question. Mutant marsupial kills dozens of animals in order to punish reckless scientists for harming animals. Mutant marsupial. Ratchet and Clank, the other kind, the other, the other big marsupial. Um, 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 Crash Bandicoot. Kangaroo. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot, baby. <laughs> I uh, said platypus. <laughs> <laughs> Perry, where are you? Albino warrior attempts to clear his name of king slang by standing next to several kings as they're slain. This is a sequel to a very popular game series. It was the second. Al- Albino warrior. Albino warrior attempts to clear his name of king slaying by standing next to several kings as they're slain. Albino king slayer. White Knight Chronicles two. No, this one's obscure, but it's not that obscure. Witcher two, assassins of kings. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, this one I think is too. I'm gonna skip this one because this one's too brutal. But it was late arriving man runs into a spot of bother while searching for his unpredictable girlfriend. That one was Dead Space. But I think I don't think that one's No, that I would I love Dead Space and I would have never gotten that. Teenage adrenaline junkie attempts to impress his bow by riding a set of irate rock monsters rodeo style. Uh brutal legend. No. No. Teenage Adrenaline Junkie attempts to impress his bow by riding a set of irate rock monsters rodeo style. Devil May Cry? Scalebound? No. <laughs> Three, two, one. Elijah, we're doing so fast. Shadow of the Colossus. 
Oh, uh, see how you got to brutal legend because I said rock and rock ro- and, and rodeo, like like, like a well, ro- teenage like a ro- adrenaline junkie yeah. too. I was like, oh, okay, that's all right. KG war veteran forms idealistic militia. Starts by recruiting troops at gunpoint with a banana. Homefront. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, buddy. Peace Walker. Yeah, I never played Peace Walker. Yeah, I never. Neither have I. Oh, that's the best one. Uh, let's too. see. Oh, here. It's. Actually, the only one I've played, but whatever. Uh, a distraught <laughs> mother attempts to reclaim her daughter from the clutches of a freak show devil boy. It was on a collection with a previously mentioned game. Devil May Cry. Uh, Eco? Yeah. I've never played Eco. Never played Eco either. It's fine. Um, a team of tooled up professionals expose some rather lax security at the airport. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, buddy, too. Yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Animal Cult conspires to keep local human as wage slave. Animal Crossing. Yep. Spaceman rallies peaceful tribes, begins brutal war of attrition. Mass Starcraft? No, no. Mm. Spaceman rallies peaceful tribes, begins brutal war of attrition. Too human? now this game actually just had a re-release on switch this week or is having one released on switch this week i'm gonna start crying i know i know it this is so frustrating oh Oh. never played pikmin never mind i would not have known that oh man pikmin oh it's so good pikmin 4 just came out on switch this week or is coming Pikmin 3 all right. Um, I don't know if you're going to get this one. A Renaissance fair turns nasty when a local bondage enthusiast turns up to sour the mood. God damn, that's obscure. It's Soul, Soul Calibur. Calibur? Yeah! I was just about to say Soul Calibur. <laughs> if you would have given me one second, I would have figured it. I would have said it. I was just about to say How that. did you get Soul Calibur but not Pikmin? You guys are... You <laughs> it was the bondage. It was the, the bondage. bondage. I'm like, it was the bondage thing. I'm like Voldo. I'm like yep. Re- Renaissance Fair. All right. Wait a minute. All right, I got, it was the bondage. I got two more for you. Uh, bloodthirsty teens force local wildlife into servitude. Conduct animal fight club. I know I'm going to know this. You both... Have to know this. You both have to know this. Pokemon. Blood. Yes. Wow, that's God. Okay, and the, ah! the final one: a savage alien species attacks Earth, believes in waiting its turn. Mass Effect. Starcraft. No. 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 A savage alien species attacks Earth. XCOM. Yeah, buddy. All right, I wasn't counting, but I think Elijah had six, and I think uh, Seth had negative six. negative four. So uh, <laughs> how did you end up with six? Well, he got uh, he got Crash Bandicoot. I think you guys tied with The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, he, he got Soul Calibur. You got Pokemon. Got Animal Crossing. He was a quarter second faster than me on Soul Calibur. Like it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a, or a mile. mile. Winning is winning. All right. Well, on that note, let's wrap up the show because now I'm just mad. You should listen to uh, Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. <laughs> Uptown Funk, you up. Um, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, remember, Frameskip is available on all the podcatchers of your choice. Remember to leave us a review on uh, iTunes and Spotify. 
If you have any questions for the show, write in at bit.ly dot bit dot ly bit.ly slash frameskip q or write in at us frameskip podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at frameskip pod. Uh, follow us on Facebook at frameskip pod. Follow us individually on Twitter at s. <laughs> You're, you're almost well, there. You're almost there. He's, he's so <laughs> flustered by how bad he did. Follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Seth S. Taylor. Elijah is at Local Lizard Man. Austin is at Austin J. Eller. George is at GB Loftus. And Coach is at Frameskip Pod. And until next time, everybody, have fun playing your video games. And uh, bye. I'll see you in another life, brother. Bye.